0: Welcome to the heal and grow journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome to the first episode of the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm so excited to be here, to be embarking on this new journey and exploring this platform and becoming a podcaster. I know this is a whole new world and I'm really, really excited to be a part of it. So before we dive into the topic for this episode, since this is our first one, I just want to introduce myself. Like I said, I'm Jennifer. And I'm currently located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm knocking on 40. guess I'm considered an elderly millennial. <laughs> but um, 40 is around the corner. I'm a wife. I've been married now for almost 12 years. I'm a mother. I've got three kids. One's a young adult now. He's 20 years old and he's out the house. Left the nest. We've got two more. My second son is nine, and my daughter is five. And I'm a working mom, so I work during the day. Work a corporate job. Been in the same industry for like 14 plus years. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian, and you know, I'm just just maintaining, maintaining in this COVID situation, and um, just taking it one day at a time. So a little bit about myself. As far as my healing journey goes, I officially started that back in 2017, towards the end of that, and I just got to a place in my life where I was really just sick and tired of being sick and tired, tired of repeating the same patterns and cycles and just kind of going around in circles. I think I was at a place where I was focusing on symptoms and and trying to figure out, okay, what to do for this or that, but those were like temporary fixes, and I realized that that was just not good enough. And so I wanted to do a deeper dive and get to like the root cause of some of the things that I was dealing with. Books and and audiobooks really, really enlightened me and and, and put me on that path. And um, so present day, here we are now doing a podcast and just wanting to just share this journey with others and and be a support system for others because. That's definitely critical on this journey. So let's dive into our topic for today, for our first episode. So our topic for our first episode is what is trauma? Because you're probably thinking, okay, healing and growing, like what, what exactly is she healing from? <laughs> That's what I would be asking myself, like, what is this about? So, um, So what is trauma? That's a question that I think comes up a lot, um, and I just wanted to take the time to kind of explore that because that's really gonna be the foundation that we build build from. so I want to really take the time to just kind of go through go through this. Um, and also another question that will come up a lot is, how does trauma impact you how How is one affected by trauma because so many of us are affected by it differently so Trauma, let's just start with like a textbook definition of trauma. Trauma is a response to an event that a person finds highly stressful. Any event they find physically or emotionally threatening. So that's a pretty vague definition, but it just kind of gives you an idea of how trauma is actually defined. But if we go a little deeper, there's multiple types of trauma. I'm not going to cover all of them, but just to name a few. And again, I'm just going by like textbook definitions. There is acute trauma, which is a single stressful or dangerous event. So that's like an isolated incident. Then you have chronic trauma, which is repeated and prolonged exposure to highly stressful events. And then another layer is complex trauma which is like results from exposure to multiple traumatic events, like multiple like isolated incidents of trauma. And then another layer is a secondary trauma, which actually is like when you're in close contact with someone else who's experienced a traumatic event, so like a family member or any loved one, or if you're, you're a caretaker for someone that has experienced a traumatic event, you know you can actually experience your own trauma from that like secondary. those are a few different layers, and there's plenty more that i've I've not mentioned here um so don't don't think that I'm covering all of them, but these are just to name a few out of the layers that I just mentioned, I think the one that I can most relate to would be chronic trauma, like repeated and prolonged exposure to highly stressful events. Some of those examples are like child abuse, bullying, domestic violence, things like that. So commonly identified trauma, I wanted to just kind of name a couple of things that I think are the most common when people think of trauma. Such as like war, uh, natural disaster, bullying, sexual abuse, sexual assault, domestic violence. There's also emotional and and psychological abuse um, is considered trauma. And that one, I don't know if that's necessarily common because for me in particular, I did not classify or consider emotional. psychological abuse as trauma i never thought of it that way for for a very long time um and and i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one so what is actually is like emotional abuse and psychological abuse so another textbook definition is it's an attempt to control but the perpetrator in that situation is using emotion as like the weapon it's unlike you know if someone was physically abusing you, you know, it would be different, um, physical abuse and they could use like a physical weapon or something like that. But so emotion is the, is the weapon that the perpetrator is using. So like gaslighting is a really popular one. If you've heard of gaslighting, if you've heard of narcissistic abuse, um, gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse. So the reason why I wanted to, to kind of mention those is because there are a lot of other forms of abuse that we don't really, off the top of our heads, we, you really don't think of it that way. So for example, like neglect, right? Uh, growing up with an emotionally absent parent, that can be considered trauma for someone. Um, the loss of a caregiver through like death, um, incarceration, abandonment, even deportation, that can be considered trauma. Parentification, like when you're the one as a child, you're the um, emotional caregiver for your parent. That's considered trauma, uh, body shaming, not feeling seen or heard. All of those things can be considered a traumatic situation for someone. And I just wanted to to mention that because a lot of times. Not maybe not even intentionally. We tend to kind of invalidate people's experience (laughs) because we don't we don't think it's trauma. We don't we don't look at it that way. We be like, oh well, that's all that happened to you, like and and you're not over that yet. (laughs) Like that's all, or you know, I it could be worse, you know, like your situation is not that bad. A lot of times you'll hear, you know, it could be worse, but in actuality, could be worse, does not mean it's not that bad because everybody responds to trauma differently. Another question is, what, what is the impact of the trauma? So how do you measure how someone's going to respond to their traumatic situation? And I just kind of wanted to cover a couple of different f- contributing factors to that. So yeah, basically, like, why is it that one person can experience something And then you might say, oh, they're fine. And then another person experiences the same thing and it's a completely different outcome. So we can't officially measure trauma, but the intensity of the trauma, the duration of the trauma, and the frequency of the trauma can contribute to how it's going to affect you. So basically the longer the trauma lasts, the greater the impact, you know, is an example. You could have experienced like trauma your whole life, you know, like if you grew up in a situation where every day it was dysfunction, every day, you know, you were dealing with different things like that was your normal, you know, so that could have been like your entire experience in life. So, of course, trying to heal from that, like that's going to look different than someone that maybe just had one isolated incident and you know they're they're trying to heal from that particular incident also like the age when you experience the trauma for example like childhood trauma tends to have a greater impact because kids don't have the maturity you know to process the stuff that they experience so to de- so they develop like coping mechanisms early in life and you know that's harder to break later on and also you know when we're talking about trauma Let's say you just call up a friend and you're like, hey, you know, this is what happened to me or this is this is how my week is going. Or, you know, you just talking to a confidant. And a lot of times, you know, you'll share your experience. And then before you could even finish your experience, the next person is like, well, let me tell you what happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's all that happened to you. Well, your week ain't that bad. Listen to what happened to me. You know, and it's kind of like we try to like one up each other when it comes to like. pain and suffering. Um and so I came across a quote in an article and it said that um suffering is not a competitive sport. And that just really resonated with me because I feel like in our community we 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 tend to do that a lot and I don't really know what that stems from, but it's just kind of like we we minimize because I think we we look at trauma or anything that has caused us pain and suffering, you know, as a weakness. If we take the time to actually acknowledge it, if we take the time to talk about it or or anything like that, it's like it's sh- it's like shameful. It's like you don't you don't want to be seen or heard like actually talking about your pain. And so we suppress it. You know, a lot of us will just suppress it, we'll just push it down and or we'll just be in denial, we'll just pretend like it never even happened that's something that I think you know it it really needs to change Um, we really need to to take the time to acknowledge our pain and, and and properly process it not wallow in it but just process it heal from it and so that we can you know move on and move forward because a lot of times when we don't you know it just it shows up in other areas of our life we might think oh, I buried it so far down that, you know, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to deal with it. But that's, that's not really true. It's, it's, it's going to come up. But before I even dig a little deeper into that, another contributing factor to how, you know, your trauma could impact you, and this is a good one, is based on the reaction from loved ones. Like, like when you actually explain or, or bring it to someone's attention, So the reaction you get from loved ones can also contribute to the way the trauma will impact you. So for example, like if upon disclosing your experience, they respond with like disbelief, silence, or they pretend like nothing happened, or they could even blame you um, for the trauma that you've experienced. If that happens, the, the impact of that trauma will be significantly greater. This one in particular is more relevant, I would say, to like physical, emotional or sexual abuse. So when that happens, it's almost like the victim is being victimized all over again. So and that's huge because, you know, it's very critical that we we just educate ourselves and we create that that level of awareness so that we can realize like, man, if I if I respond this way, this is the damage that I'm actually doing. And I don't think that's always at the forefront of our minds. You know, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And this is not about blaming anybody. This is definitely not, not the the purpose or the goal. Is just to to have the dialogue and, and to break the silence and just to have these, these conversations. So let's go back to the suppressing the trauma, right? So when you do that, it shows up, like I said, in, in other ways. So for example, it can show up in physical pain. So unprocessed trauma can show up in your body as chronic pain, such as, for example, and I'm not covering everything under the sun, but these are just a couple of things um, like diabetes, obesity, stroke, IBS, heart disease, various types of cancer, and like chronic fatigue, headaches, dizziness, you know, migraines. Um, These are all things that sometimes not all the times but sometimes can be a result of unprocessed trauma that's just seeping out and it's just trying to to get your attention like your body is talking to you and trying to tell you like hey <laughs> we need to figure this out <laughs> we need to figure out what's going on and and you know when we don't listen it's unfortunate but it's definitely red flags and we should listen to our bodies and then Figure out, OK, maybe there's something deeper, you know, going on here. Maybe I need to just take a time out and really figure out what the root cause is of some of this stuff. So that's definitely another reason why we should take the time to address our trauma. You might say to yourself, well, nothing bad ever happened to me or nothing major ever happened to me. I don't have anything I need to heal from. I'm good. I'm content with where I'm at. I'm content with the way my life is et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, now that we kind of went over, I gave you examples of of different things that can be considered traumatic that we may not have looked at that way previously. You know, you should just really ask yourself, did you ever take the time to process the trauma you experienced in your life? Did you, did you ever talk about it? Do you talk about it? Or is it just buried, you know, somewhere really, really deep down? And you just pretend that it never happened. So pretending that it never happened or suppressing it, that doesn't really work. You might think it's working. It's not working. It's going to show up, like I said, either in physical chronic pain in your body. It can show up in your relationships. Man, (laughs) it shows up in your relationships. Um, you know, especially like romantic relationships, because that's the person that's closest to you. So, you know, when you're single and you're by yourself, you know, you can, you could just be how you want to be. Right. And no one's really affected by it. But when you're in a close relationship with someone, you know, it's going to seep out. You know, you could project um, or just. Coping mechanisms, you know, addictions, different things, you know, can creep out. And it's like, okay, now somebody else is being impacted. Then also like your children, if you have kids, you know, the parent child dynamic. If you're in your career, like if you're in management, if you have direct reports, that dynamic, you know, it can just it can, you know, these might even be contributing factors to toxic workplaces. It's just it's it's everything. It's all connected and it's all related. So it's just super important that we we actually take the time to address it cuz the goal the goal is to be well, right? So we focus on our our physical wellness, we focus on eating right and all of that, but we want to be well like mind, body and soul. We can't compartmentalize health like it should be well-rounded. So you know it's just time to to kind of normalize um this stuff normalize talking about mental health normalize our emotions you know and getting control of them just normalize healing normalize breaking um cycles and 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 ending the stigma that's associated with mental health in our community it's just still very stigmatized and I don't know why at this point because you know trauma like I said there's just so many layers to it. We have um racial trauma and race-based trauma, you know, especially now whew, with the climate of our in our country. It's it's just it's it's so it's in our face, you know, we can't escape it. And, you know, looking at these videos online, um people getting killed like on a daily basis, you start to even become numb to it, but it's traumatic to even watch those things. So we just got to have the conversations and, and just bring this stuff to the forefront and, and let's just stop sweeping it under the rug. And like I said, the goal is to break the silence, break the cycle and the stigma and continue to heal and continue to grow. So I was recently watching the ghost what's it called ghost power book is it ghost ghost book ghost book two and um the second episode um they were talking about like Tariq and and all the trauma that he's experienced and I think one of the professors one of the guys that plays a professor on the show and he said Tariq's a black man in America so he doesn't have time to process his trauma and that really like resonated with me because that's just kind of our reality. That's the reality, like not only for Black men, but just in, in the Black community um, in particular. We just, we just don't have the time. <laughs> We've not had the time. Um, there's another saying, previous generations, like they didn't have, like luxury. Uh, healing's a luxury. They didn't have the luxury of healing, but we do, right? So we can, we can prioritize it. We, we, we have to move away from just saying, well, I don't have time to deal with that. I got things to do. I'm too busy. Because like I said, it, it's going to show up in other areas of your life. If it's not showing up in your physical health, it's showing up in your relationships, whether it's romantic relationship, work relationships, um, parent-child relationships, um, sibling relationships. Like it's it's going to show up. So we might as well just take the time and address it. Also now that we kind of know that okay other things can be considered trauma things that might not be war or a natural disaster not as you know in our minds not as severe or significant but you know we just we should try to i guess be more compassionate and and have more empathy especially when you're talking to someone and they they choose to share their experience with you i remember the other day i went to get my hair done and um we were this is my stylist and I. We were talking about Lauren Hill's daughter, Sayla. I think her name is Sayla. Anyways, she had recently came out and made a public statement about her childhood trauma and and she she was saying that um, you know, like her mom Lauren Hill was, I guess she felt was abusive, um, physically abusive, um, and she just put out this long statement about how just her experience. Uh, she felt like she was traumatized and mother was really mean and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, that was just, that was her experience. And um, the conversation we was having in the salon was basically a lot of people were invalidating the young girl's experience. <laughs> I mean, which, and I laugh because it's like, that's just, you know, that's just what we do. You know, it was just like, well, even though we weren't there, it was just like, well, what, because she got a spanking? I mean, like, you know how many spankings I got growing up? You know, like, you know, how many times I got beat and what I got beat with and, you know, how I was treated, like, if that is the case, you know, if that's considered trauma, then I don't know what I experienced, you know, like, again, it's the whole, you know, the whole one up, I'm going to one up your, your pain and suffering, or I'm going to turn it into a competition to prove that my pain and suffering is worse than yours. Um so I just I just wish we could just move away from that mindset. And I'm not even suggesting that Lauren was abusive. I'm I I can't say I you know either way I wasn't there. Um so I'm not really saying okay she was abusive or saying that her daughter's experience is not is not valid. But I just think that on average we usually lean towards, you know, invalidating someone's experience or just trying to minimize it. And I just, I just hope and wish that we can just move away from that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you may have learned something new or became aware of something that you weren't aware of prior to listening to this episode and like I said before you know my my hope is that by breaking you know the silence and just discussing and just talking about these things that'll get us moving in the right direction the movement with healing and breaking cycles breaking the cycle of generational trauma I didn't even touch upon that one that's another one But there's just, it's just so many layers and we just have to peel them back. So I want to hear feedback, your thoughts. Um, you can contact me by email at healandgrowjourneypodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at healandgrowjourney. Definitely share your thoughts, experiences. I want to be engaged with you as a listener I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you so until next time have a blessed week and sending love and light your way